0: Sunday, the uh, 12th of February, 2012. Yes, 12 to 12. And this is Farringdon Local on Farringdon Radio. Uh, We've got a number of interesting things on the show today. Uh, We're going to start off with the first piece of music. Uh, And this is an artist. I think it's Matthew Caron. I think he's a solo artist. For some reason he goes by the name uh, Moths. And sometimes Moths and Leeches. uh, Following my little bit of research. Uh, uh, Swindon. Uh, folk singer, so it's the best way of describing it. I um, think it's a song called "A Woman with a Thousand Lives," and this is absolutely beautiful. I love this.
1: does play and makes the light not shine so bright like it used to And a mother made will secure her place in a sky so new You can almost smell all the flowers bloom the clouds would peak and remember so soon when her face was blue Oh.
0: was a song called uh, a woman with a thousand lives to so an album called St Ives road recordings by by moths so i say it's moths um so following my bit of research He sometimes goes under the name of moths and leeches but that's mainly i think just matthew Caron from swindon can't seem to find effort. he's got any uh, gigs lined up at the moment unfortunately um although i did have to get in touch with him uh, 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 just to clarify, I was talking to the correct Mothstroke, uh, Matthew Caron, because I think he's a, 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 a band from America with the same name. Looking down at the, the website here, he's got uh, gigs in uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland and uh, Defiance, that's an interesting name, Defiance, Ohio. I know a little about Defiance. Oh, yeah, it was named after a, a fort Defiance. I was, was a fort. Anyway, it's got it's irrelevant. relevant uh, And I realised, obviously, that was the wrong band. And he told me, yeah, there is another band by the name of Moths in America. And for some reason, their show seem to have been connected to his website, which is... Um it's a little strange, really. I don't know how that could happen. But anyway, uh, that was uh, Matthew Caron "Stroke Moths," uh, uh, a wonderful song. I think we'll probably play some more from. Definitely, uh, if you actually if you were out there and you listen to um, "From the Ladder Factory," I think uh, you'll definitely be hearing something from him on uh, "From the Ladder Factory" in the not too distant future. Okay, let's go to our uh, first interview. And uh, we're going to go to Karen Vocht, who's going to be talking about uh, the Aurora Farringdon Friendship Association. And uh, it all describes exactly what it is within the interview. So let's go to that interview now. Well, this morning I'm with uh, Karen Vocht, who's Secretary of uh, AFA, which is the... I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly. The Aurora Farringdon Friendship Association, uh, which is a... Uh, like a twinning association with Aurora, really, isn't it? Is yes. that the best way to describe it? Karen? It is.
2: It is. Yes. It's um, it's a friendship association. So it's the cultural friendship things mm. that we want to develop between um, schools and <clears throat> organisations and that sort of uh, thing. And Aurora being in
0: Palestine, and that's uh, why. And yes. That's part of the idea behind it, isn't it? Really. It's that's right. Yes. Shows the support for them, isn't it? Yes.
2: Yes. It's a little village just north of Ramallah right, okay. in the West Bank, in uh, beautiful rolling hills with olive mm. groves. Oh
0: right, okay. Yes. And how long has the association been running now?
2: Uh, it's been going since October two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. when a group of us went out to Aurora to help pick olives for two right, weeks. Okay. And.
0: And how many? How many is in the organisation at the moment, or the, the, uh, There's the, the about
2: the ten active members. Okay. And. Um, probably about fifty supporters, right? Okay. Who can be called upon when we're organising events sure. and that sort of thing. And
0: you, as you say, we do want to stress this: this is not a, a political organisation, no, is it? Although it is in a very um, sensitive area, and there's a lot of uh, interest in Palestine. But yes. it, 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 you're saying this is really through uh, cultural and uh, support, really, isn't it? This is.
2: It is. It's. The emphasis is definitely on friendship, right? Like it would be with a French twinning group, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which you know we've had here Mm. for many years. We have, yes. Um, So it's developing those friendships, and through that you learn about you know how they live there, their traditions, Mm -hmm. their culture, and uh, you know what's important to them. And uh, you know it's it's just meeting together as as human beings, as as friends, and you know finding ways to develop that Mm. friendship.
0: But having been out there. Um, and it isn't quite the same as going to a twinning because no. there is there is a difference, because there is a, uh, the way of life out there is, it is considerably different, bearing on the nature of where it is yeah. and, and, and what happens. So what did you find when you went out there? How was daily life for people out there?
2: Um, it was in the village, um, there in... Uh, the part of Palestine that's called Area A, which Mm. is under the control of the Palestinian Authority. Oh, right, okay. So it's more independent than the areas that are under the control of the Israelis. Okay.
3: Um,
2: But even so, we were amazed that in a remote little village like this, how much their daily life was still very much affected Mm. by, you know, where they were, by the the occupation. Um, So, you know, they're their daily lives, you know, travel to work was always very difficult. So that's res-
0: restricted then, is restricted, it? Restricted, yes. In what way um,
2: Travelling through checkpoints oh, right, and okay. um, having the right permit. So most of the people in Aurora um, wouldn't be able to travel to Jerusalem, for example, hmm. because their permit only allows them to travel as far as Ramallah. Right, okay. And, um, and you know, to go from... Uh, Aurora to Bethlehem, for example, Mm. they would have to take a big route around Jerusalem. Mm. All these distances are very small, Mm. but, um, you know, when you can't go through certain areas, your journey to work could become impossible. Sure, Um,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. uh, And also water. In Aurora Village, they often only have water once a week. So they have to store it.
0: Oh, right. So what? I mean it's only switched on once a week, or delivered once a week, or what? Uh, no?
2: It's they're, they're on the main supply, right? Okay. But, but it's it's only pumped through once a week, so oh they ha- all have big storage tanks on the roof.
0: How? Why? Why is that? They just a limit, or someone's control, someone's saying you can't have it, or
2: um, the Israeli authorities control all the water, right? So they, you know, they judge who's going to have what yes. and where when. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: But um, with your with the association, what do you what, what would you if someone wanted to join and come along and say, Oh I'm interested in this, no. what would they be getting involved with? What would what, what part what would they be participating in?
2: Um the main thing, as I've said, that we try to stress is the friendship and mm. the cultural exchange. So um, it's all about building links. We have mm. meetings every couple of months and uh, Where do you
0: meet by the way? In the Friends Meeting House oh, right, okay. in Lech yeah, Sure. okay.
2: Um, so we meet there, and we just discuss how to make links between various organisations, like the schools, mm. the secondary school, Farrington Community College. They they now um, have a link with the secondary school in Aurora, mm. although not much has happened yet. Again, yeah, the communication yeah, it's, is difficult. It's developing. Yes, it yeah, is developing. Quite, okay. Um, so we're trying to um, make links with the primary schools as mm. well, and on a civic level. Um, the town council and the mayor are quite keen on t- mm-hmm. developing links with the council and the mayor in Aurora. Right,
0: okay. So
2: that's something that we hope will happen. So um, people can get involved in at whatever level they like, yeah. you know, coming along to meetings, getting update emails sure, about what's okay. happening. Um, or, you know, they can just come along to events that we organise. and. you organise like a, a, a couple time. of... Is it Middle Eastern
0: dance? Yeah, is that so we, the best way of describing we, it? Or? We've
2: had a couple of um, sort of cultural evenings, mm. including Palestinian dance and right. um, Palestinian food, which is always uh, delicious. What would, uh,
0: describe Palestinian food, what would be what could we be expecting to um, what would that consist of?
2: It's, <clears throat> it's Middle Eastern. Um, the main things are wonderful salads. Mm. Um, all sorts, there's tabouleh, which you might know, which is a sort of bulgur wheat parsley yeah, salad yeah, yes. and falafel, which are the little chickpea, yeah, chickpea yeah, balls yeah, yeah. and uh, pita breads, flatbread mm. um, all sorts of lovely um, couscous dishes mm. Okay. Um, not too highly spiced but, uh, <laughs> but delicious delicious, yes, delicious, yeah. yes. And there's
0: been a connection with Oxford University on, on previous occasions, um, hasn't there? we've or?
2: The dancers that we've had to demonstrate and then we've joined in, they've come from the Oxford University Palestinian Society, so they're young people who um, have a dance group and, um, and they very kindly come out and uh, oh, right. done okay. that for us and right. we've fed them in exchange. Yeah.
0: So. Right, okay, so if somebody just wants to get in touch. You, you've got a Facebook site, haven't you? We have. Yeah, yes. uh, so we'll, we'll find the link, we'll put we'll put the link on our yes. website. Yeah. Um, but if somebody wants to get in touch with you, that'd they be fine. They can get in it? touch with me, yes. Yeah. All,
2: all the meetings are advertised in the What's On right. with my details at the bottom. Okay, so right. they can get in touch through yeah. that.
0: So we can put your name, your number on, on our yes. website, that's fine, is it? Yes, yes. Great,
2: okay, yes. wonderful.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time, really Thank appreciate you. that. And uh, Uh, I hope the association grows from strength to strength. Thanks very much. Thank you. you. That was uh, Karen Vox talking about the Aurora Farringdon Friendship Association. And there will be uh, details on our website uh, connecting to the association and uh, Karen's details as well. If anybody does want to get in touch and show some support and uh, get involved in some way, I'm sure they very much appreciate that. And uh, good luck for them in the future. Um, Now, I found a piece of music which, by sheer coincidence, the a lie because I, I came across it and I thought oh, I like that name, and uh, only because it links this. Because the song's called Aurora, but it has nothing whatsoever to do with the village of Aurora or the association, and uh, musically it's just totally connected with that, whatsoever. It's a band from Oxford called The Silent Film, and uh, I went to see them in Oxford. Uh, my god, I was gonna say last year, it wasn't last year, it was a year before. Oh, my goodness, doesn't time fly? Uh, anyway, it's a tracker there's called Aurora from A Silent Film. A silent filmer, She currently re, uh, not recording mastering a new album down in Abbey Road Studios, which I think, uh, well, that's wonderful, really, isn't it? Uh, starting off here as a local Oxford band now operating in Abbey Road, the Abbey Road Studios. Uh, that's great, great, it's wonderful, and uh, wish I could get in there myself. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? I look forward to that new album when it, as and when it comes out. Uh, now, many of you uh, in Farnham probably know uh, or know of uh, Paul Cornell. Uh, been involved in the Farringdon Arts Festival for a number of years. Uh, we featured him on this show once, uh, talking about his, his writing. And uh, uh, one thing he's writing, written, obviously he was for Doctor Who, but uh, a number of other things as well. Um, but in support of Farringdon, which he has now left, but he still feels uh, uh, very involved with, with, with the Farringdon area, he wrote a book called The Sensible Folly, which was used as a fundraiser for the Arts Festival. I think that's right, or was it a fundraiser for the folly itself? Oh dear, I should have asked that, maybe maybe got that wrong somewhere now. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he, he wrote wrote this short book, which is available around town, and uh, I think it's available in the Toys Information Office, and a number of other places uh, where it can be purchased, and uh, so we brought him in, and he, we, actually he's done a book reading, the whole book, uh, I say the whole book, it's uh, book reading, takes about 15 minutes, well it didn't, it took us all morning to do, um, but it Listening-wise, it takes about 15 minutes. And that's going to be released uh, here on Farringdon Radio uh, within, hopefully within the next couple of days, actually. Um, But we've got an interview with Paul about how he wrote the book and also a short extract from it as well. And uh, and we'll go straight into that short extract straight after this interview with Paul Cornell. Well, I'm with uh, Paul Cornell, who's the writer of the story The Sensible Folly, written for the Farringdon Folly Trust. Paul, can you just tell me a bit about well, how you came about to
4: write the story and the idea behind it, really? Um, a lady called Jenny Webb got in touch with me um, and asked me if I'd like to write something for charity that would go in a booklet that could be sold in the Tourist Information Centre in Farringdon and by mm-hmm. post sure. in support of the uh, Farringdon Foy Trust. Right. And I thought that was a lovely idea. I've always yes. wanted to write something for Farringdon. And have
0: you been involved with in the follyley trust at all before have you had any previous connections with them at all
4: Well, not really apart from having enjoyed their folly a great deal
0: and having been in Farringdon for many years anyway I lived
4: in <laughs> Farringdon for about eleven years right
0: okay so how long ago was this how long how long was from from the word of porking do something till we actually had a, a, you know the buck in our hands? May, maybe about six months oh right oh, not that long no yeah. okay so you you had so where was how did you decide to focus on the fact that he was um Brought it to life. I mean, the folly itself was w- within the story; it is alive, and it talks about it from its perspective, yeah. doesn't
4: it? Well, it's always hard to um, decide where things come from, but I think somewhere in my head there was Thomas the Tank Engine because the relationship between the folly and its creator is very like the relationship between the engines and sure. the fat controller and all yes. that. Yeah. And also, there's something a bit Oliver Postgate about the whole thing—a bit the right. Clangers. Yeah. Um, or Ivor the Engine, perhaps, yeah, is more yeah, quite, because yeah, there's understand. a. There's a hunk of metal that has a relationship with human beings yeah, yeah and um and actually you can hear that in my reading of it I start going into my Oliver postgate deep in the valley
2: I <laughs> the engine mode
4: every now and then and become kind of Welsh yeah um but yeah it's been a joy to do this it's been um you know found was such an inspiration for me that um I really, it's really great to be able to give something back.
0: Sure. And actually, I mean, obviously, we're here talking because we've just, we've done a recording which people can listen to from Farringdon Radio. It it is a a written booklet, a book. Mm. Uh, And where where people can get that from if they want to actually buy it to take away
4: themselves? People can either get it from the tourist information shop in Farringdon or... Um, from the um, Farringdon Trust themselves right. at www.farringdonfolly.org.uk. Right, OK.
0: But just go back to the, the, the storyline again, you know, obviously there's the references to other people in there and, uh, 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 and there's obviously mm. the light, which obviously Farringdon's famous for. Now the Christmas, well, should we say Christmas light? Yes. You said the, the, the uh, Christmas light that goes up.
4: Well, there's three real people in there. There's Lord Burners, of course, the eccentric lord who was mm. um, very much the lord of Farringdon, um, and who we celebrate a great deal these days, and that's been very welcome. Yeah. Um, there's his house guest Salvador Dali, who right. really yeah. did apparently walk across the market square of Farringdon in a full ancient diving suit. And um, there's of course uh, Peter White, the modern engineer who puts up the uh, folly light every year and yeah. created the yeah. lighthouse beacon in, for the Millennium.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I remember the first one; it was wonderful, and all the other ones since. It just uh, the map, isn't it? Hugely, it really does. yeah, that's good. Well, uh, thanks very much for your for your time on that. Well, really thank you. Wop, wop, wop.
4: But there had always been one thing in the Vale of the White Horse that made everything else feel young, so much so that the landscape was named after it. The White Horse at Uffington only woke occasionally. The last time had been when the wind turbines had just started their panting and it had blinked awake at the new noise, its wild lines suddenly, like lightning, at the centre of what every folly and feature heard and thought. It had spoken serious words then, about how the chasms it lay beside were a sign of how everything changed, at the pace of the thoughts of a landscape, beyond the thinking of the little temporary things, about how the veil had once been under ice, and could be so again, about how the world needed saving. And then it had gone back to sleep, and the little temporary things hadn't heard or noticed, and the follies had considered for a time, and then talked on. The little temporary things that took to the sky, that made lines up there far too quickly, used Smoky Joe as a landmark and whizzed around it, in a way that had made Farringdon ache with wishing, because ever since it had been created, there had been something that Farringdon had missed. Farringdon had water underneath it, a great reservoir of it, and it liked the feel of that. And it had earth, of course, the hill it had been placed on top of, because the little temporary things thought such hills needed follies. And it had fire every year, as the little temporary things built bonfires and splashed coloured light everywhere, and the tiniest ones stood around Farringdon's feet, waving fire in their hands, which Farringdon liked very much.
0: Well, you can hear a lot more of that story, of course, on uh, our special show, which will be going out uh, within the next couple of days. In fact, uh, maybe by the time you hear this, this might even actually be on uh, on our website already. And that's The Sensible Folly, actually read by the writer uh, Paul Cornell. And uh, having just listened to that interview as I'm putting this show together, it sounds like I was, a, I was in a different room there, really, doesn't it? But I assure you, we were sat next to each other. And I think, um, I think my engineer needs to sort a few things out uh, in terms of uh, microphone technology my engineer engineer being me of course and i got that one not too well actually i don't think i did that very well at all uh, paul came across quite well i'm not sure if i'd came across very well anyway um but yeah uh, obviously there are a number of places you can get that in town Tourist information office and uh, also the founder of folly trust we'll put the details in our website uh, if you want to be connected to those people uh, all right just a little bit of a roundup of what's coming up uh, i've got a couple of uh, uh, gigs, etc., coming up on Sunday, the 19th of February, which is next Sunday. Uh, Mammoth and the Drum will be uh, performing at the Fox and Hounds over in Uffington. This will be uh, uh, mainly a cover set, in fact, uh, definitely mainly a cover set, uh, 60s, 70s, uh, pop classics, etc. Uh, it's a lovely, relaxed Sunday afternoon session, 4 till 7, over at the Fox and Hounds in Uffington. Uh, the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd, there's a bingo at the bell. And this is in, uh, in aid of the African Children's Fund. Uh, the African Children's Fund, actually, we, we featured... Um, no, we didn't. We did the Porridge Club, didn't we? Which was connected. Um, no, forget that. no mind. Anyway, it's all in a good cause, anyway. Uh, Thursday the 23rd, uh, there's a bingo, a fundraiser uh, down in the bell in aid of the African Children's Fund. And on July. July? Why well, have I got July here? I'm not reading my. Uh, what I'm saying here very well, am I? Uh, Sunday. supposed was his Sunday is. I got July as Sunday here for some reason. I don't know how that happened. Sunday the 26th. Uh, the men with the stereo hands will also be doing a gig at the Fox and Hounds over in Nothington. Again, this will be. Um, a more relaxed Sunday afternoon affair, four till seven. Go there, have your Sunday lunch. Stay behind and enjoy some good music. And uh, I think you'll be hearing, uh, uh, hopefully, he'll be hearing some of his own stuff there as well. Actually, but I think uh, it'll mainly be covers. Um, but uh, it'd be nice if he play some of his own stuff as well. We always like that. We that's what we play here on Farrington Radio. Um, anyway, just looking ahead, what we got uh, in our, in our next show. Um, I interviewed uh, Paul Mayhew Archer who's one of the writers of uh, Vicar of Dibley. And he came along for a fundraiser for the Maggie Centre at Sudbury House Hotel the other week, which we've been promoting quite a lot on this show. And went up and did a very good interview with him. Sure, thought it was going to be a, a quick five ten minute interview. Uh, it was much longer than that. So we will have a, a little bit of an interview on our show next week. We'll also be making a special out of that one as well uh, because there's so much in there and such an interesting chapter to listen to. Um, I didn't want to shut him up really. He just kept talking. It was great. I asked him questions and he just kept answering them. He didn't want to get rid of me, which is nice, really, isn't it? So that's uh, uh, hopefully for the that ne- that will be on the next week's show. And uh, what we got, uh, well, just saying, if anybody's got any, anything they want to promote, anybody wants to let us know what's going on out there, uh, do get in touch with us, send us a message and uh, I happily promote what, what you're doing, what you're getting involved with, any clubs you're involved with, any events you're putting together, or if you're just doing something which you think is interesting, some hobby that you think is interesting that other people might find uh, interesting as well, or a new business you're just setting up and uh, yeah, and you, know, you want to let, let us know about it. Uh, please uh, do get in touch and we'll uh, happily uh, maybe do something on that uh, for you as well so anyway let's end with our uh, our last song Um, it's a band called The Mountain Parade unfortunately they don't exist anymore but they put some lovely music so I can't stop playing them really and this song's called Apple Trees